everybody. Welcome to episode 203 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson, and this is episode 203. Ah, ah, ah. Yep. Yeah. The, the count. Oh, I'm so glad that you yeah. explained that, because I don't think anybody was going to... No, he does the ah, ah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm thinking I was going to nab that horse. Yeah. Um, so we are, uh, we're, we're at a lull with our guests, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. got people, but they're busy, so it's getting pushed and whatever. Yeah. What's happening to my voice? What is that? I don't know. Sexy time. It's morning. Scoozy. <clears throat> so, um... You know, you're just kind of a deal with us watching things, I guess, for now. Yeah. Um, until we could film things. Um, so just a, a, a little bit. Which will be soon. Hopefully. I hope so. It's really starting to get annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I, I had a bit of a, a, a writer's dilemma because um, there was a... Uh, I wouldn't really say it was a competition. It was just kind of like an open call for um, screenplays. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, for, for playwrights, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I technically am not. But it's not a very far jump. It's just different formatting, really. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was so tempted to submit a story. Yes. Um, a play, if you will. A short a short play. And then... Uh, you know where my where my fellow fellow writers at. Uh, the thought of giving this to another director mm-hmm. um, or a director, aside from myself, uh-huh. um, just gave me the the willies. The heebie-jeebies. And I if you ultimately will. was like, I can't do this because mm-hmm. there I have no say. Right. Which is like, hi, welcome to the writer's world, right? But it's different when you're getting paid for that. It's different when I'm getting paid to swallow my pride. Right. Right. If somebody says it goes down a little easier, uh, it your goes pride. down a lot yeah. easier when, you know, you can pay off a loan. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That that just helps. Um, and it's a community thing. So it's like I would have to go to this and watch it happen. Yeah. And then pretend that I wasn't dying on the inside. <laughs> and look, there's always a chance that it would be good. But the problem is that my anxieties would not let me even play out the scenario where this all went well Mm. um and so i proceeded to write it as a screenplay even though i have probably no intention of ever actually filming this Mm. but now it uh i'm like three quarters of the way through with it it's practically done i don't know what i'm going to do with it and somebody would say like look idiot so you're gonna do nothing with it versus submitting it having it potentially get picked and then seeing it come alive right that to you the potential of that not being the way you want it is worse than just having it sit and to that i say yes yeah yes it is okay i mean look we all have hills that we're gonna die on right and and that is the one for you i would rather it exist as i intended Mm -hmm. in the the nether worlds of scripts uh, of uh, scripts that will never come to fruition as films than to see it on stage and have it come out completely differently right well than look, I intended. You, you got you have your creative morals and you stick by them I mean that's uh, admirable I don't know if it's admirable honestly sure it's sort of um 
self-sabotaging, I guess, in, in a creative stance in terms of like, this could be, because like, here's the thing, I'm, I'm not, uh, um, I'm not a playwright. And so I can't just walk up to a theater and say, hey, I'd like you to make my, my play, right? make this happen. And also, right. can I direct it? Right. Because right? I'm like, who the hell are you? Why, why would we do this? This costs money. This is a lot of work that goes into this. So this would probably be the only time that I would ever get to see something that I wrote on a stage. <laughs> and I still convinced myself that uh, I just wasn't going to be able to handle not being able to direct it myself. Mm. Right. Well, I mean, look, it's not impossible that that could happen sometime in your life. Impossible, you know? I guess, but it just it's but knowing likely. you, by the time that rolls around, you're gonna hate it anyway. You'll hate. Well, I mean, I it's like I'm finishing it, and it's like okay. I mean, the the thing is that it it works well as a script, and it works well as a play. Ironically, most of my scripts don't because they don't write for stage, and so when I wrote this, I kind of had the stage in mind. It's you know you're sitting in one spot, the whole thing is taking place at a table and so that uh -huh. obviously works well for the stage but yeah I just um I don't know I've I've seen too many I've spoken to too many people uh playwrights who have you know seen this happen and been like yeah that wasn't at all what I wrote but I wasn't directing it so sure. there's nothing that I could do about it sure. there's also the lack of actors in our area because this is a community thing mm -hmm. um and the age range that I need there's almost nothing like if I needed older actors, I'd have a slew of them. And normally I I would like to go with older actors, honestly. Right. But this was the one time that I was like, and not even young. I don't need a 20 something, but I needed like 30s and 40s Yeah, going into late 40s as well. But that just almost doesn't exist in our community. A lot of the actors are much younger or they're already like in their late 50s going into their 60s yeah. and up. Um, yeah. And it was like just the 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 topic wasn't going to work for that, and so, um, and then also I don't have a say, right? So when when a director gets chosen to do my play, that's all assuming that my play gets chosen, okay? Sure. They could have been like, "This is garbage," but I I just I I uh, obsessively plan ahead for the what ifs, and it's like, well, if this gets chosen, then the director. Um, they they will do a lot of like first time directors and stuff with this because it's a community thing. So they may not know anything about how to cast, you know what I mean? And then you get all the wrong people. I did see that happening a lot in, in community theater. It was like people were supposed to be siblings. Yeah. And it's like, how do you have a 25 year age difference? I mean, I know that is that does happen, but it's just not likely that... Yeah one one sibling would be like 64 and the other one's like 40. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in community theater, you're going to have a much smaller pool of actors to For choose sure, from. For sure, yeah. So yeah. that's why I was just like, I need not one, not two, but three actors in the 35 to like 45 age range. Mm. That's just, I'm one of them. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm one of the local actors that is in that age range. Like that. there's just... There's so few. Yeah. There was one other person that's a very good actress um, that I was like, she would be great. But then I couldn't find the other two. I couldn't think of two other people um, from the plays that we've watched and, and the cast calls that, it, that that we did for the last play that I had directed. Like, it was just, yeah, pickings were slim. Yeah. So what could you do? 
uh, apparently just keep it to yourself and <laughs> let it die a lonely death. Keep it alone in the void, yeah. as any good writer would do. Yeah. What? So um, we did mention last week about a film called Marabone. This is an older film. I think it came out like five years ago. So we're like super late to the game. Mm -hmm. um, but I did want to talk about it because I feel like there's sort of not, I mean, there's obviously always been a massive audience for thrillers and horror movies, specifically horror movies. But yeah. um, I feel like there's like a bump that's so we're going through one of those because we kind of like went through a period where we weren't getting many newer ones and now it's kind of going back into that. So we're getting a bunch. And so... I had this, I had this film on, um, I think it was on Hulu for the longest time. And then I went to actually watch it probably like seven or eight months ago and it was gone. Mm. And then I couldn't find it anywhere unless you were buying it. And I was like, yeah. that's so weird because this was free yeah. for the, the longest time. And now all of a sudden, and so then it went onto another platform. I forget which. And um, it was free. So yeah. I was like, okay, I can finally watch this again. And uh, so the that film is called Marrowbone. It's a director writer, which you know I love, Sergio G. Sanchez, and uh, it stars uh, George McKay, Anna Taylor Joy, Charlie Heaton, and uh, Mia Goth are the the main actors in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, also was is it Kyle Soler? I think was the guy, the banker, whatever. Mm. Um, so this is a really so this was a really, really interesting film. It wasn't what I thought I was getting when I watched the trailer many moons ago. And maybe it's because I sort of forgot also what the hell was going on in the trailer because yeah. I watched it so long ago that I thought that it was more... I'm sure they upped the creep factor in the trailer. Yeah, I think they definitely they sold it as like a horror movie. Mm -hmm. um, and so... It was a, it had a, a different vibe than I, I guess I had expected, but not in a bad way. I was just like, oh, okay, it's one of these types of like thriller horror movies. Um, this film did something that I feel is so rarely done, where the 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 oh, would you say the 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 twist the the twist and the the jump scares in it and the mm. twists were um, obviously spoilers because we're talking about the movie uh, at length. Uh, was not what you would expect it to be. Yeah. And um, I usually watch uh, films, I usually ruin films, I should say, for myself because I watch it with a fine-tooth comb and I'm always trying to figure out the twist instead of just sitting down and watching the damn movie like a normal person. Yeah. Um, and this one, I did not see coming. Yeah. I didn't even know, you know, it was the type of film that as it's playing out, you don't expect there to be one, you know, because... You're dealing with, you know, it's the sleight of hand, right? You're dealing with this thing and you're like, what's mm -hmm. the twist going to be about that? And the twist was actually about, the, you know, something completely different. Mm -hmm. And so they did a really good job at kind of subverting your expectations in that regards. Yeah, yeah it, it was definitely a film that sort of tricked you into thinking you were getting one thing yeah. and then didn't realize you were willingly walking into another. You just kind of like... Uh, it's just a really, really smart way of of making this type of film horror movie. Having watched mm -hmm. it to fruition, I almost uh, feel weird calling it a horror movie because I know that it technically is marketed as one, right? Yeah. That is what you would consider it. But for me, it's a very dark thriller. Yeah. And I like it more for that reason. Yeah. I mean, there are certainly like jump scares and, and you know, um, 
Right, but then they turn out not moody. to be what you think yeah, they yeah. are. So it's like they're Which still is, scary, but not for the reason that yeah, not for the, the uh, what you're getting at face value. It's not yeah. that type of jump scare. That afterwards you start to like go back on things. For instance, the scene uh, in, in through the wall on the ceiling over the staircase. Yeah, you you think of completely differently once you know what's happening at the end of that. You're like, yeah. oh, hold on, you know, because it has this very. Uh, um, it, I mean, I, I guess it's like you're, I at least was assuming that they were dealing with some kind of demonic phantom yeah. thing, you know, like that the house, I thought the house itself was haunted. Yeah. Not like, oh, it's a haunted house, like there's ghosts, but like it felt like the house itself was consuming them. Like yeah, it was yeah. rotting and it's like, oh, it's it's a, a problem with the house, that this house is yeah. is cursed or something like that. I was looking at it that way. And so then there's the scene where she's feeding the the raccoon yeah. uh, through the hole in the stairwell, and then you get this glimpse of the hands. Yeah. And you know when you're watching that as it plays out, it's like oh, okay, there's the weird ceiling demon. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the end, and you're like, no, this was like actually happening. <laughs> yeah, it's you. You know, it would almost it would kind of be interesting to rewatch that, knowing what you know, yeah. and then like seeing their reactions and sort of the the methods that they tackle it in is very very interesting. So uh, obviously, if you've watched the film, if you haven't, you're ruining it for yourself. Uh, but if yeah. you've watched <laughs> the film, you know we all know that we get to the end and suddenly we start to realize that this sort of phantom is literal. Yeah. And the literal person. There yeah. is, you know, so what I loved was that they did answer the questions that I had in terms of, now, I don't know about evacuation. I don't know where that was going. Yeah. So that I do have questions about. Um, it might, I mean, I'm assuming there had to be a smell. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, they, you so know. I'm not sure about evacuation, but the first thing I thought was, well, we can't live without water. Right. So how was this happening? And they very, very quickly were like, he's collecting rainwater. And yeah. I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> like this makes total sense because that is I mean, it's still water. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're still getting what you need there. Um, and uh, I, I, I just I really loved that they the the uh, the makeup and sort of costume for their father, mm -hmm. obviously, Um it's like they didn't go too far with it. It went just far enough. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine there's the smell alone because he's probably not able to bathe. He's not wasting the rainwater on that. Um, but, you know, the house is big enough that they can kind of ignore whatever's going on over there. Yeah. Right. And um, I just very much enjoyed the you know, it's like they sixth sensed me. Yeah. I really didn't. I mean, if I have to be, if I'm being honest, Except this time he was alive the whole time. Yeah, if I, but if I, no, 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 with the siblings, yeah, like yeah, if yeah. I was being honest, there was definitely, I definitely thought something was up with them because they didn't leave the house. He yeah. only left the house, and I thought like the the other brother and the sister. It's not like they aren't capable, right? Like the, right. obviously the little kid, you can't right. let out, right? Because he'll tell and it'll be weird and all that stuff. Right. But with him, I thought, like, why is he, But you know, but then I assumed, okay, it's probably that whole, like, he's the oldest brother, he's the eldest, and so he made that call, and so I really didn't question it. A lot of times, that will get sort of muddled, 
in a story where yeah. you'd immediately go, wait, why? But I didn't question it after that. I thought, well, it's not, a, you know, why don't the other ones go out? But then Mia Goth's character, she's very motherly and she's very sort of passive. And so yeah. it's like, maybe she's not comfortable out there. And then the other brother was kind of like a wild card a little bit. So I was like, yeah. maybe that's why he didn't trust him. Um, but at no point was I like, oh, they're definitely dead. Yeah. You know? I just thought something's up with them. Like there's something's weird about them. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, just that that the reveal of them in the attic was just brilliant. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I usually can't get me very easily and I was like did not see that coming. Yeah. Did and that, and that, that actors in the moment too when he, they're kind of reliving the that thing and you know, they're flashing back to it and um and he's at on the stairs and and you know the the uh, the siblings are in the in the attic with the with mm -hmm. the, the dad was such a powerful moment um for me and uh i loved that whole moment performance wise and and everything which was so great i mean i you could debate the logistics if somebody could actually survive up there that right. long and well, what, only, what the motivations are months, really and well yeah and then what the motivations are for not escaping you know mm. like he clearly could have gotten out of there. Yeah. I mean, it's just a roof and, and you have the chimney that which you can clearly crawl up because somebody did that already. So the, there's no way that... They did the, a rope. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you could still... I mean, look, if I was up there, I would, I would be able to get out. Do like comfortably. Yeah. starfish? Yeah. <laughs> do something. Um, so that, you know, would probably be my, my only kind of like... Um, question like there may be a motivation for him to stay there you know if he wants to get the other kid or whatever um or he's just too weak you know or whatever um but he definitely wasn't too weak yeah that's true but other like that's such a minor gripe to uh, uh, to service the bigger story which was really brilliant yeah, I, I did, you know, there there is that initial question of, like, why is he still up there? Because he seems like such a maniacal, like, yeah. uh, crazy and, and, and determined character that he would have gotten out. But then I guess um, what kind of shushed that in me was the fact that, A, he was wanted. Yeah. Right? So it's not yeah. like he could just, you know, saunter about into town. I mean, there there. I'm sure there was a, a, a heavy price on his head. So really, where is he going to go? And then secondly, he had specifically gone back there to kill them. Yeah. Right. So he's the dude's a serial killer. He's not really in. He doesn't have all his faculties. Right. Yeah. So it's not the same motive. Like if you or sure. I got locked up in an attic, we would be trying to figure how to get out. Yeah. Where I feel like with him, he felt that that betrayal was worth that was all it, it, that mattered for him. I don't think he really cared what happened to him after that. He just mm -hmm. wanted revenge for the eldest son, sort of, uh, you know, ratting on him. Yeah. And 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 so he got that revenge. And uh, but you know, ending it in the beginning where she sees the father and she, you know, it's like she kind of moves to the left of the screen and screams and you know, like that whole thing. And then you don't get to see what happens. I definitely suspected that the father was alive before they showed the kids dead. Like if I had mm. to guess one of those, because at one point I was like, wait a minute, we don't see what happens to the dad. Like, yeah. And so once they started talking, you know, I was like, okay, so we're assuming that this was their father and he obviously was crazy. And so I'm thinking like, is he actually up there though? Like, yeah. um, it, 
it was just kind of in the corner of my mind. Yeah. But what I didn't suspect was that, like, because I figured, you know, there's numbers, right? So they would overpower him. So why wouldn't yeah. they be alive just living in the house and yeah. he's up there or whatever? And I assumed, okay, they killed him. He's the stain. Yeah. And, you know, but initially I thought like, oh, the house is cursed or whatever and then i'm like all right well it's cursed with him because he's crazy like yeah that yeah thing. that's what i was that's where my mind went was like he was dead up there and this was like the spirit first i went with the house thing i was like and then as the story kind of unfolded you're like oh yeah that's probably obviously the dad that's um kind of haunting or whatever and he's got to make you know destroy the spirit and they have to destroy the spirit in some way but yeah mm -hmm. where where it went was um uh completely unexpected i loved that it was practical that it was mm -hmm. like and but it was still scary you know but it yeah. was practical it didn't need all of those things which are great when done correctly but they're also very much overdone yeah um and so you can guess that a lot of times um one thing that kind of left me wondering which i so you have one you have one angle that is just ick and then you have another angle that's really sombering and it's uh is that a word sombering i know somber is is sombering a word anybody sure. out there it is now uh, it is now um which was that like i think attaching the ending you realize that that stain is the d the decomp of the siblings and it's like yeah. oh damn yeah yeah right you know and then i'm like or was that his pp spot <laughs> I i'm mean, just saying yeah <laughs> i mean just you have saying. to assume that it's the the kids that's what they're going for I, i'm thinking so yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's not a peepee -pee spot yeah but because i was like where is he evacuating yeah. i for a second was like oh my god is that where he's been going to the bathroom <laughs> like in this one spot and just started to leak through all the boards yeah. um but yes like the thought of like oh god he those were his siblings in that corner because if you look at where the stairs are, it was to the side. So it would make sense because when you walk up, they were to the left, right, when you walk in. Yeah. And I think that would make sense for where the spot yeah, was. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing with the mirrors was pretty nice touch, too, because yeah. it's, you know, if you are uh, taking on this other personality and you look in the mirror, I mean, obviously your mind could probably make you think you're seeing whatever, but the reality is, is that other image is the one person always for every, you know. So, right. Um, that was kind of like an interesting because it left you wondering and, and it and because it didn't explain it it forces you to then try to figure it out in your head which then continues to draw you away from the actual kind of well that's what thing made that's me think on. that it was like because i immediately thought of the others I'm like yeah. oh can they not look in mirrors because it's like the windows for them like yeah. it, what like what is that um you know, I, I thought they were going to say that, like, the demon could come through yeah, youth, yeah. which, you know, very typical kind of assumption. And so, you know, when you realize that it's just it's, it's sort of his managing sanity mm -hmm. because he's um, actually alone. Mm -hmm. um, and then you start thinking of, like, the scene where the little boy, because, like, I found it strange that with the house being as 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 dangerous as it was that they would let the smallest one go down the stairs to grab the game piece it's like why would yeah. you let him go down there on his own and then the thing falls and you know it, so i i found that but like I, it was suspect but you're not thinking oh it's because it's it's actually the older brother that's playing this part you know you're not yeah, really yeah. thinking of that but i did think like what the hell are you thinking <laughs> 
why is the smallest one going down the yeah. stairs? What's going on? Um, which then, obviously, you know, it, it uh, makes sense later. I just thought that it was a re- it was just really, really nicely done. Um, it's a shame that, you know, it's not, you know, more, uh, lack of a better word, popular because it... You know, there's so many bad movies out there. Yeah, I'd not heard of it. I mean, when I had seen this on Hulu, for me, it was, you know, I was like, oh, like creepy British thriller. Like, I'm in. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was kind of all I needed. And then I saw the trailer and I really liked, you know, the the, the cinematography and stuff. And I mm-hmm. thought like, well, at most, at worst, this is this will look nice and it'll be a cool um creepy kind of film but Mm -hmm. i yeah i don't know why this film is not like on on a top top 10 for people i've not seen like you know i follow these people on tiktok that do like my favorite horror movies and stuff and nobody's talked about this movie and i don't understand that at all it's so good is it because it was more of a practical outcome and twist i don't know do people not like that (laughs) it's just because of the budget you know they didn't have a budget to advertise it at all you know and i know word of mouth is can be powerful but i don't know it just it's so many films like this just fly under the radar and you never get it um yeah but uh you know here we are trying to we'll make this film popular oh yeah however many like five years later or whatever um so yeah so that that film for me i realize it's not uh, a recent film but it's definitely one of my favorite things that i've seen this year i really did enjoy watching that movie i loved where they went with i wish more people did stuff like that yeah i wish and and i and the the director of this um i don't think is in the uk i mean he used a lot of british actors but i don't think he's in Mm. the uk Um, but it had that very like it just had a very like british feel in the the type of thriller that it was well yeah but the you know the the town that they lived in was an american yeah but yeah but i i don't know um because I, I think the director's done a, a lot of movies in Spanish. Mm. So I don't know that he's like from the UK. Gotcha. Um, but it just, it had that. It, it, I shouldn't say that also. It also had, it just had a very European thriller, I should say. Yeah. Because a lot of like Spaniard movies and stuff, like Mexican movies, like they have this feel. Shows and stuff, they have this, it, they, I don't know. It's just the storytelling I find more compelling than just like your average, like, jump scare slasher american movie i don't know i just i I don't like those they don't really do it for me but these i really enjoy and uh so i would i would definitely check that out if you haven't it's in if you haven't we've ruined this entire movie for you actually so never mind yeah um we're just talking to people who've watched it do you agree yeah uh yay or nay um okay on to the next so another so there's about I think five shows that I am currently waiting f- for the finale of. Yeah. Uh, we don't like watching week week to week. Also, there's we're too bingers. many. We're bingers, but also there's too many shows, right? So if I'm watching five yeah. shows and then every week I have to be like, wait, what? Ha- wait, which what one is shows? this? Yeah. yeah. This and then they all start to kind of mix, and if they have the same feel, you're like, wait, was that on this show or the other show? And yeah. I rather just like go through that tone mm-hmm. and like play that out, and then end that, and then start the next thing, because then they all start kind of mashing together. So, yeah. um, everything's gonna. It seems like all the five shows, with the exception of one, are gonna end at around the same exact time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have plenty of things to review yeah. at that point. 
um, except for one that I think goes for like a month and a half from now before the, the yeah. final episode. Uh, but this show, so shout out for once to Hulu for this little fun trickery that they're doing where it's like, okay, we're not going to give you it. We're not going to give you the show all at once, but we will release an episode a day. And by the end of the yeah. week, you will be done. Thank you. I think it's an interesting kind of thing. You know, it's like, uh, uh, well, they used to do this on TV they, when they would do like a mini series yeah, or something yeah. and you would watch for three nights or four nights. Like, yeah. why not do that more? Yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of a good combination of the two, right? Cause if you want to binge it, you don't have to wait long, but if you, you want the show to last longer in the public kind of conversation, you're at least getting a week out of it where you can do an episode every night and you could just sit down and watch that episode every night. So, um, yeah, it was a it was an interesting release strategy. Which we still didn't do. We waited till the end yeah, of the of week. Course. You know, like a normal person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't hate ourselves. <laughs> but I did love that I didn't have to go. What was that name of that show that I wanted to watch? Because that's what's happening right now with all these other shows. I'm yeah. starting to go like, wait, okay, so this was Elizabeth. Moore. Okay, yeah. And then there was the uh, Andrew Garfield. Okay, and then there. Wait, wait, what was the other one? Yeah. Like it's just constantly trying to remember what it is I wanted to watch. Whereas like once you know this is out. You can go like, all right, Friday, I'm good. And so the show that we're talking about is um, the miniseries called Candy. Candy. And, and so this had several directors. It had, um, it, so it was several writers, uh, several directors, you know, as they do with miniseries. Mm-hmm. And um, it was starring Jessica Biel, Melanie Linsky, who, you know, we obviously love, Pablo Schreiber, uh, Timothy Simmons. Is it Simmons or Simons? I don't know. Okay, thank you. You're um, welcome. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I just, I, you know, so also um, Justin Timberlake is in it and Jason Ritter, mm-hmm. who I'll just say right now got the shaft on that. Like you did not utilize Jason R- Ritter nearly enough. Yeah, nearly enough. Yeah, they should have switched him and Timberlake. Him and Timberlake. I don't have anything against Timberlake. I just don't think he's phenomenal. Like yeah. I, I don't know anything. I've watched a couple of things that he was in, and I'm like, whatever. Um, it's not bad, but it's just like you have Jason Ritter. Yeah. You have John Ritter's son yeah, but I, available I, here, which I know I'm, he probably hates being referred to as John Ritter's son. I, I do see him as his own person, but it's like you have like legend here yeah. in comparison to Justin Timberlake, who I'm sure obviously got the bigger part because his wife was the star of the show. But, and a producer. But I also think it's uh, – I think those were purposefully cast, you know, as much as we disagree with it, but having the husband of the person who is – Mousy, what? Mousy, like Melanie Linsky, like. No, having having the husband of the person who is the killer be the person that's trying to take her down. You know. I don't know. Do you think they thought that it went that deep? No, I don't know. I feel like they didn't trust him with a bigger role, but he wanted the bigger speaking role than Jason Ritter. They're like, listen, you're not going to be one of the yeah, husbands, right? Like, that's not happening. He's not like been acting his face off. It's not like he really cares, you know. He's been in several things. Yeah, but. He's been in several things, but I think that I don't think he has enough range to have played one of the husbands. No. Yeah. Uh, so they were like, we'll give you the lead officer. Like, we'll do that. Yeah. And then Jason yeah. Ritter was just like, we're like, we'll give you five words. Yeah. You can have that, which is just unfair. Because but you'll get a lot. of You'll be able to look at Justin Timberlake a lot. <laughs> yeah. In like a reassuring way. For some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so, okay, so this 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 is following. Um, it's a it's a true crime story. It it, it was a, a really crazy story, and um, I was obvious. I, like I knew the name, I knew of the case, but I had forgotten the details of it. So I made sure not to go back and read those over because yeah. I would have been like, oh, that's right, and ruined the whole thing for myself. Um, I like so many people. I'm pretty familiar with lots of true crime cases, and mm -hmm. so. A lot of these shows sort of fall flat for me because I know exactly where that's going. I yeah. already know how it ends. So um, that happened with the thing about Pam. I don't think we actually reviewed that, did we? I don't remember. I don't think we reviewed it. Um, it was a, it was a good show. It was a really good show. But like I had listened to that whole podcast. Mm -hmm. We it was actually the first true crime podcast you had listened to that I yeah. got you to listen to. And I think you kind of, sort of like a documentary, you went in reluctantly yeah. on the beginning of a long drive. And then on the way back, you were like, well, put the thing back on. I have to know what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I definitely knew all the details of that. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to review this because it's like, I don't know what there is to say really. There, there were no surprises for me going through it. Um, with this one, there were, cause I forgot so much of it and, uh, it's a really crazy story. And I know that they did take liberties. I think that they obviously had, had noted that they took liberties with it because yeah. you sort of have to, right? You don't have the details of their day-to-day -day life. So you have to sort of add uh, some entertainment to that. Yeah. Um, I think this is, this like so many, uh, shows that are shows or films that are based on true life events um, when it comes to crime, the worst part about it is that the actual victim is a backseat sort of passenger yeah. to everything, right? Yeah, Where you're like, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about this if this person hadn't lost their life yeah. in this case. But we don't really think about those people. We think about the, the actual offender, right? Yeah. We want to talk about... The person who accosted them and the person who committed this crime because we're so fascinated yeah. by how their brain works and all this other stuff. And then the, the the literal victim in this case is almost unimportant. Yeah. Yeah, because it's about what this person did, not what happened to this person. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so, yeah. but Which I, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that goes with the news and everything. So it's that's just kind of... Yeah, but I, just, I feel like it's rife when it comes to true crime, right? When, yeah. when we think of... I can't, I can't tell you the name of uh, a single victim of John Wayne Gacy or Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. or, uh, you know, Andre Chikatilo or any of these people. Like, I, you know, Albert Fish. You just know those names. You know those names. You know Ed Gein, but I can't tell you who Ed Gein killed. Yeah. You know, it's just Ed Gein. You know, that's <laughs> like, yeah. and then bands will use their faces on their covers and their shirts, yeah. and they become immoralized. And it's it's just like so bizarre that we do that. It's really sadistic and terrible because our it, you know our curiosity yeah. takes over, um, yeah. but we really do forget about all of the victims. Yeah, that... celebrityizing them. Ah, now that's a word. <laughs> yeah. We're making that one a word. Yeah. Celebrityizing them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this this show kind of I liked that they gave her they they focused on her as yeah. well, you know, because they yeah. did a lot of flashing back. They the actual crime 
they didn't spend a lot of time on that until the very end. Yeah. They, they gave you time to actually get to know the victim yeah. and focus on the victim and then brought her back in like this, you know, sort of like metaphorical sense or yeah. whatever. In the end, when she says like, that's it, you know? And it's like, yeah. I yeah. mean, when you think about what this woman did, this was not like she was shot in the head execution saw, which is still terrible, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it wasn't like that, or it was like, oh, we got into a kerfuffle and I pushed her and she hit her head and blood out and I ran because I was scared. It wasn't that, I mean, she attacked her with an ax 41 times. Yeah. I mean, it was a brutal, brutal murder and she got nothing for it. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, this is also in 19... 19- 80s, 80s early 80s yeah something and so you know um i don't know you know it's but just still there's i don't know if that would nece- i don't know if the outcome would be the same nowadays i don't think so um but perhaps demographically it would yeah it would that there's might a lot have. of factors that would come into play with that but you know social um, status and money would probably yeah. go a very long way but yeah but this was just like i don't know like I was so I didn't know anything about the case, but I was just so kind of I mean I should have assumed it because there's a show around it, but I I thought the show was just gonna focus on this person and how crazy she was or you know just the whole with the affair and and all that stuff. But the the fact that obviously spoiler alert, but that the fact that she gets off at the end on a on a um, self defense charge after hacking somebody up forty one times, it was like. She had like a small cut on her head and her toe. Yeah. Like how is that? How on earth could you argue self-defense for that? And then it goes further into like, this is why people hate lawyers. Yeah. Right. But then you, it's, it's unfair because you have lawyers on the other end as well. Right. You, you you have lawyers that are, that are trying to fight in defense of that. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to a lawyer and anyone who's having to defend her, their job, right, Mm -hmm. is to, to defend her, to, to prove at this point, they couldn't they couldn't deny that she had killed her. Right. Right. But they had to somehow excuse this. Yeah. And then so then, you know, that that sort of goes into another rabbit hole of as as a defense attorney, how the hell do you sleep at night knowing that you helped this woman just go scot free? Yeah. And the the biggest slap in the face, aside from the actual murder, obviously, is that this woman proceeded to uh, pursue a career in mental health. It's yeah. just like it was like one one offense after another. Like to me, that was just as big as, of an offense as the actual murder because it was like, how are you in charge of other people's? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, she changed her name and moved and all that stuff. But I would love to be a fly in the wall, as they say, because you know she watched it. Oh, for sure. You know, and I would love to be a fly on the wall to see her reaction when she watched it, if. You know, if her new life, I don't know, um, I don't remember at the end if they said that she married somebody or, so I know he did, the, the husband remarried. Yeah, they divorced after like four years, which by the way, yeah. that lasted way longer than yeah, I, I would have remembered. Last four. four years yeah. after the fact. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a crazy story and you have to wonder like if it really was self... Look, the whole this whole case hinged on the fact that this candy had, uh, you know, uh, some childhood trauma 
and because she got shushed, give me a break. And because so she got <laughs> shushed, she hacked somebody up, and that was like that is the most two thousand two defense that 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 is the only reason why that would fly now is people being like, I was shushed. Yeah, and you know, my trauma. Everybody's I'm, a yeah, I've got PTSD like, from being yeah. shushed. Like that's the only part that I would connect into current day on somehow yeah. somehow passing as as a, a viable excuse for murdering yeah. somebody, um, but. I think, like you said, the time the time was helpful for her in that we were. This was still a period where, like, women were like the demure, um, home at stay at home moms, yeah. and so you were able to play on that. Like, I was ignored, I wasn't loved, like, which, like, now you kind of really can't do that now because of you know, feminism and and independence, yeah. and you know, you you can't really f- use that excuse. Mm-hmm. that you felt ignored by your spouse that doesn't give you you know the the excuse to kill somebody yeah um but at that time there was still like there was still that 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 withering flower type of uh helpless hmm. um image that women yeah. had and so they ran with that obviously that she was the victim of her husband's uh i don't know lack of interest and yeah. what have you i i I think I believe that there's way probably like a lot of people, but there's so much more to the story. There always is, right? But well, it, Melanie Linsky's character even said that's your side of yeah. the story. But and in the, in the court case, that even in in the in the in the court, uh, they were like, you know, you you have a, a, this crime, and o- you can only hear one person's side of the story because mm-hmm. it just happened with two people. So um, you'll never know what actually happened, and. Uh, you know, but just painting a picture of this whole situation where what do have, I doubt that her side of the story is accurate in yeah, any any way, shape, or form? She had this affair with the husband, and you know, um, he called it off. And then I, I don't know, like uh, the way that, but she the way befriended that, the the wife of the person that she was having an affair with. Like, you're, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Right there, you know, you're just a shady person. Yeah. So there, I have absolutely zero doubts. That yeah. that her side of the story was completely fabricated, and there is there isn't an ounce of truth to how that went and down. Him and him, then going on the stand and saying that it did and end amicably was very suspect as yeah, well. Yeah, what you know? was that? That I, was such I, a weird, out husband, of character moment. I feel like the husband egged her on. I think that he liked. So if if he well, the, didn't if he didn't have something to do with this, like if he didn't put her up to this, which would it, it would be crazy for her to agree to that, right? Because she would have no reason to believe that she yeah. would get off. So I don't know why she would be like, yeah, sure, there's no you know no problem. I'll I'll they'll they'll find me innocent and I'll do this for you, right? Because they didn't even wind up together, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. He wound up with the other friend, ironically. Um, but so I don't like I don't feel that he directly orchestrated this, but I feel like he definitely instigated that side of her by making her feel like because he liked feeling desired yeah and he i I bet he probably liked the jealousy of it Mm -hmm. you know and so i have to wonder if maybe on the stand there was guilt in that like he didn't think like he didn't mean it like uh you know because he he thought she would kill her you know so then he felt guilty that he probably like yeah uh, had sort of taken a, a small role in that yeah. by doing that. And so then he was never, I don't, I don't know if he ever smiled in this whole entire show. 
yeah I don't... it was always tense or sad or something like also these are portrayals right this yeah, is yeah. like it's what totally people drama- are saying you know and they dramatized they're Dram- they're dramatized yeah they're <laughs> dramatized <laughs> words mm. um me. this is oh, definitely dramamine that's mm-hmm. the one well, he did seem like he had taken a couple yeah. drama, drama mean throughout this the show. Um, yeah, he seemed. Uh, I don't know. It was weird. Like so, I don't know. I guess I found it. I didn't find it so weird that he would call her when he wasn't getting a response. But it's just kind of like, oh, like you called her. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. It's just kind of. So here's what I don't understand. Also, is like why he kept calling the neighbors. Like call the police. Yeah. Why are you doing this whole like let's go skate around this and here and you know have to have this neighbor and that neighbor and the keys over here and that way like just call the police and be like my wife is pregnant and has an infant child and I'd like a welfare check done or something you know Um, if they had stepped to the front door they would have seen a droplet of blood and had reason to break in yeah Uh, so like and it would have been daytime so they would have been more likely to see it by the time the neighbor yeah. went at night you know you're not going to see that as well even though somehow Justin Timberlake found it but yeah. um you know yeah it just seemed like uh, i just i i didn't think that the death i didn't remember the death being that gruesome i mean she, 41 times you have to think and with the force yeah right you think of the, the force that it takes for you to swing an axe and you're doing that 41 times like what is left yeah honestly um both of their husbands to me were just problematic. <laughs> they were just completely problematic. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't know. Like, I don't actually, I, I don't want to keep calling her Melanie Linsky. It was Betty. Yeah. Um, Betty's husband, uh, Alan. Pablo Schreider. Alan, Schreiber. yeah. <laughs> uh, who uh, it just was completely removed from his relationship with his wife and his responsibility as a father. For mm-hmm. instance, him not knowing how to change a fucking diaper yeah. after her death. It's like, this is your second child. So that means you never changed a single diaper yeah. with your first child. So you're that kind of dad already. So it was interesting because it was like, he was not an easy person to feel any type of compassion for. Yeah, I didn't like the guy. I didn't, you know, there is like, there was, there's watching the emotional struggle of him realizing something's wrong. I haven't heard from her and that yeah. is sad and scary and you put yourself in that position. But then when I put myself in that position, I'm like, there's no way that I would have waited that long. I haven't heard from you in 13 hours. Like, there's yeah. no way. Um, so, yeah, and, I just and, didn't and, like the and dude. And then there was the, um, and also it didn't, when the husband, you know, was having the, uh, the other. Patter, Alan. Uh, Alan, mm-hmm. right? That's Pablo's Alan, character. Yeah. He was having somebody help him with the kid and in the house and dinners and stuff because he was very much like a like a '60s parent, you know. Like he went to work and she did all the. I know, mean, kind of still stuff. like an '80s parent that was still very yeah, much a so. thing, obviously. But then you know, all of a sudden, we just there's a, there's like a shot of him coming home and then giving her a kiss on the mouth and then walking in, and it's like there's a whole story there about how. Like, if we're to believe that he was this distraught over his wife, then even before the court is, uh, before the, 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 the court proceedings are done. <laughs> we're like sleuthing this. <laughs> he's already moved on and is it, and, and I get people like react to yeah. losing somebody in different ways, but it was just like, 
he ended up marrying that person. I'm not so, surprised by that at all, honestly, because that does but there, happen. But there is like, a, if we're to believe that he's this distraught, like, where's the story about how that happened? Because I don't think you he, show it in a moment like that, and you're like, oh, he could. I don't he clearly think he doesn't is care. distraught. I think so. Here's what I took from it, and I I wonder. I mean, we'll never we'll never know because I obviously can't talk to this man, or I don't even know if he's alive still. But um, I feel like his being distraught wasn't so much about him missing his wife, but that he felt guilty that he was glad she wasn't there. Am I the uh, only one? Hmm. I felt like he didn't, didn't like being with her very much. He didn't seem to have an attraction to her very much. He, no, he but didn't was, regard but, her. And I feel like he was happier without her. And that that was a lot of his guilt was yeah. that he was relieved in a way that he didn't have to deal with her anymore. I mean, he was having an affair while she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, right. Wasn't it's, she pregnant during the affair? Yeah. Well, in this version, you know, we don't know what's what was. Um, I'm sure the timeline, they got that yeah. right at the very least. But yeah, I mean, he was like, you know, was told that she's pregnant again in his first thought was like let me go do this affair thing but there was a moment where he did that like couples retreat and then then kind of called it off with jessica beale with candy and and was like oh this is working this this yeah starting to kind of be better between us which we didn't see you know he said that but we didn't really see that with in their actual relationship because they all of their their entire relationship was painted as like not a happy marriage. So Both of them. Actually. But we're also to assume that he did tell her about the affair, right? Because he says to her that the affair was Betty's affair. That that was the only conversation that was had. That she had had an yeah. affair way back when, or yeah. something like that. But when they show up to the house, I felt like when you see her face in the car and she sort of waits back. Like why would he go get her? Yeah, the daughter. You know, I feel like she knew, but being like the mousy person that she was, just kind of. Mm stayed quiet about it like i look don't get me wrong especially being hormonal i also think obviously uh correct me if i'm wrong here but like she probably suffered from postpartum i mean her other kid was very young so she already had postpartum from that child and now she's pregnant again Mm. so and this was before that was really addressed ever you know that wasn't a thing um uh, they would just tell you to go stand outside and get some sunshine and um so i i think that there was more at play there but so, you know, I mean, I, I won't fault Alan completely because he would be ignorant to that being a thing as well, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just something like I don't doubt that she could have had a moment where she was like enough's enough. Right. Mm-hmm. She just and he's gone. And but like the the defense her her um Candy's injuries weren't even defense wounds. That's for me. That was like. That was what like clinches yeah. it because it's like if she had gotten hacked in the arm, which the film would have gone completely differently, right? Because she would have to explain why she has a nine inch gash on her yeah. forearm or something like that. Um, there weren't defense wounds. It's obviously, you know, she was swinging down. She hit her foot. Right. And the other one probably went back when they were fighting yeah. with it. Like none of her wounds, they were fairly superficial considering <laughs> what happens to Betty. So it's like, I, I don't... But like you, you have to know what triggered that, yeah. Because it wouldn't have made sense. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like her plan was like I'm gonna go get the swimsuit, murder her, and then come back. Yeah, like yeah. that's. It seems like something that was sort of provoked in the moment. Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't definitely wasn't a premeditated yeah. offense. Um, We're gonna crack this case. <laughs> 
uh, well, it's just fascinating, you know, yeah. because it's like, Jesus Christ, how do you go from like picking up a swimsuit to hacking someone 41 times again, which is why I said like, and if then she take had, a shower and go back to the pool. Yeah, like if yeah. she'd had one hit, if she had hit her like in the neck, you know, and she'd like, that's it, jugular, she's done. And panicked i could maybe give you like whatever mental state you're in that you're like you managed to glaze over that and you're not covered in blood so you don't have to shower anything right you wash your hands you take off and then you act like it didn't happen i'll give you like whatever weird mental state you go into for that sure but not like just just the 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 scene on that forget like never mind the fact that you're creating these wounds but then you like you to see somebody mangled like that and then just go about your business. How many times has this woman done this? I don't know. Like, yeah. But then remember they mentioned there was another murder, like something. They were like, it's probably the person that did that other murder. I'm like, was she there? Yeah. Because I, I find it really hard to believe yeah. that she would never do something like this again. That was kind of for me, like as mm. bad as it was that she that she wasn't charged for it. I'm like, we trust this woman out in society like she's a loose cannon. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. That woman definitely like kicks puppies and shit. There's no way. (laughs) She's the person that throws kittens out in a garbage and drowns them or whatever. Like she just I don't know. Like uh, I I I absolutely this is why I don't trust people. Okay, when I say you have no idea who's around you, Mm -hmm. that woman could be in Rite Aid with you. Yeah. Right? You have no idea. (laughs) That person is there. Right. don't know what people are capable of and working in mental health i learned that like you just you are you're going about your business and you are encountering people that are capable of really you scary could be things. going to somebody and talking to them about yeah situations that this person actually has carried out uh-huh. um and not know it and not know it yeah ain't that some shit yeah but then you know it's the right of privacy right she was technically found innocent or not guilty because there's a big difference um by a, a justice a justice a, 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 a jury of her peers and that's that you know who the hell are these peers by the way where are you guys because yeah. you're horrible yeah there was the great comment after that was read not guilty is like i guess this really is a justice of her or what do i keep saying justice <laughs> jury, jury of, of her peers, peers. um because there's no way yeah and she's beloved uh, you know so people are gonna i feel like there's that aspect of it probably wasn't painted as much as it was in real life of how well she was liked she must have been super liked because um you know in a smaller town like that you're getting a jury together um they probably like there's a bunch of people that probably know her a lot of her friends did kind of turn immediately there was only the one that kind of stuck through but a lot of them right away went into gossip mode you know yeah well the one lady mode stuck through is the one that she ended up it's it's uh that one friend of hers Uh um that's the the other affair that that we're led to believe that that's the other affair that she had you're talking about the the woman that we couldn't figure out who it was Yeah. yeah She had an affair with that woman's husband. How did I we're, miss le- this? we're led to believe because in the in court, she was saying they were trying to disparage her, and they said, "Did you have an? Uh, have you had any other right, affairs?" Right, she had another affair, and she did. And there was this big moment between them two, and then the that a- actor started crying, and so I believe that they were trying to say that it was her husband, which is why she didn't want to say, and she was being cuddly with that guy outside when justin timberlake was oh looking. that was her husband yeah. yeah 
Oh, no. See, I didn't know that that was her husband. I saw that she was cuddly with that guy and I assumed that it was him, but I didn't connect that he was yeah. her besties, her business partner or whatever his yeah. husband. I mean, that makes Which sense. Which I found that part weird because it was um, in court, you know, there was that like bias thing that the even though they won, there was seemed to be a bias that they were trying to like in uh, kind of make you think that that happened. But, you know, he objected to the question who was this affair with? And they're like, you know, she has to answer the question, but then she's like, no, I'm not going to answer the question. So it's like, well, they can't make her answer it. They I, can't make her say who, who it is. I don't they know. They can ask you, but if you refuse, then what are they going to do? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I didn't catch that. That was the other husband. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then she was got up at the end and was all mad and crying and left. Hmm. She definitely had the sads. <laughs> This was uh, this was a really good show. This was a really good mini series. Yeah. Um, like major shout out to hair and makeup. Like dear God, wh- why did we think that ever looked good? Yeah. I don't know how we went from just the glamorous beauty of the forties and fifties, and even some of the sixties. Once you start getting into the mid and late sixties, I wasn't so much with the hair and makeup mm-hmm. at that time in the wardrobe. But like, how do we go from like? Even into the 20s, and you have like 20s, 30s, and 40s, a flapper, and this gorgeous, like, uh, retro Gatsby thing going, and then you've got mid-century mod, and this beautiful, like, cat liner, just minimalistic, and then it's just like, oh, you know what we should do? We should make, you know, uh, uh, we should have a hairstyle where it just looks like somebody electrocuted pubic hair. Let's do that. that yeah. That's gorgeous. What about if we make... A, a haircut so that women would look like the berries and cream guy. That's great. I would love yeah. if my wife looked like the Dutch boy. Yeah. On the paint can. Like, my God, and the prints and the just the fitting. It was just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and for men as well, just everything was bad. What I do appreciate is that they did portray the 80s properly they did not make everything fucking technicolor nothing was bright everything was orange brown and yellow in the 70s and 80s their houses looked that that took me back (laughs) like looking at the paneling Mm -hmm. and the dishes and just everything was so accurately brown and gross yeah and uh and it was lit really well it was lit very minimally it almost looked like natural lighting a lot of the interior Mm -hmm. stuff um there's moments where i was just like can we get like a, i mean that's a whole other topic that we can talk about but um i just wanted to can we get a little more light on this person's face because i don't yeah there was like a scene see, in the hotel room see what's happening or the motel room rather where he's sort of breaking it off and there was this weird spotlight on jessica beale which didn't make sense when they would oh, then yeah. cross over to his lighting which would have been which was completely different and then he opens the door in the daytime and the light doesn't change at all on her face and she's right by the door so yeah. i was like this is weird i mean i got the spotlight thing the mood on like trying to make it yeah, sort yeah. of ominous and somber and weird mm-hmm. but um yeah there were some like weird lighting choices but not like in a distracting way just in that we're nitpicky cuz we watch every you know we watch it as filmmakers, I guess. and But um, I just thought the show was really, really, really good. These things could... Like, uh, the thing about Pam was, like, it was very much a primetime TV show. Yeah. The lighting was very primetime. Everything about it was primetime. This had... Um, this I have to say that this is probably one of the better Hulu productions. Yeah. 
because Hulu tends to have a Hulu feel to it. And you're like, yeah, I'm watching a Hulu show. Netflix, yeah. This didn't really have that. This this felt like this felt like it could have been on Netflix or something. You know, yeah. just it was independent. Very, much more stylistic than very much so. You know, so. I appreciated that. Really, really well done. And of course, like freaking Melanie Linsky. Like, I, yeah. I just, she does no wrong. I mean, you're just, yeah. why? She's, well, she's, she's the best. She's an OG, you know? And you know what? I like, um, I, I have to, I mean, I also have to credit Jessica, Jessica Beale. Yeah. She, she did a really, really good job. She came, she was a producer. She likes producing things she's in. Yeah. Which is cool. I can't say um, I've seen a lot of her stuff. Well, this is the first was thing she I remember. Blade? Seeing... Is that the same actress? Yeah. This is the first thing I remember seeing her in since The Sinner. Was it The Sinner she was in? Yes. Uh, so that, since then. She uh... was good in that too, though, actually. Yeah. She plays a good psycho. Yeah. I think we've found her niche. Yeah, psycho. She plays She plays a good killer. Mm. That's kind of where she, that's her wheelhouse. Watch out, Justin. <laughs> that's her mm. wheelhouse. Um, yeah, I don't know but what yeah, else. Yeah, and I like to see, you know, I've been watching Halo, so I like to see Pablo Schreiber get you know, get things going more. He's definitely going to be a big star. You know, he'll be, he'll, he's definitely going to be a Marvel character or something. Yeah. I think so. All right. I mean, I'm calling it now. Yeah. I, I have to, I sort of have to, I don't know. I think it's, it's a, um, it's probably a good, um, example of like just what you're cast in. Right. Cause then I think of like things that Jessica Biel was in, like none of the ca- characters were really earth shattering, you know. Mm. Like the newer Total Recall, I think she was in that. Like Blade, Seventh Heaven. Oh my God, that <laughs> is her, right? Yeah. That is that's Jessica Biel. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even think of that. Didn't she like? She ruffled feathers, right? Because she be she, she did some film that made her look. It ruined her image for the show. Oh, the really? hell was that or like a photo shoot or something i don't know she was trying to rebel because she yeah. was a teenager or something and then she the... did something and they were like shame because you're you know in this like christian yeah, yeah. show or something like all that. i remember is that she was actually her and the the actor that played her sister mm-hmm. she the, their ages were switched so i think she was actually younger mm. but played older than the sister something like that interesting that's all i remember yeah i um i i I think i like her i like her as a nut and then there was a one line from the show that said somebody snuck out or something and it was because i've seen this in like memes or whatever and it was like i snuck out because i wanted adventure and the mom goes if you want adventure clean your closet (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't know why that's stuck in my head um yeah this is that's pretty i uh, totally I mean, now that that I I think of her face, I'm like, yeah, that's totally the girl from Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Very interesting. And Blade, Very yeah, Blade Trinity. But I always think Trinity of Blade, yeah. With her and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. So, um, it's just really, really good show. This will also go in my uh, in my my top's going to be this year's doing pretty well. I got to yeah. say, I'm I'm starting to I'm getting scared because we're only in May and there's a lot, a lot of stuff of good coming stuff. out. Yeah. So we might have to do a top twenty if if this keeps up. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Thank you. Let's keep doing that. But it was it was a brilliantly made show, and uh, credit to everybody involved. They did it. They did a really good job. Um, you know, not to hate on Justin Timberlake. I just didn't. It's just I love Jason Ritter so much, and I feel like yeah. he should have gotten the bigger part. That's just how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's it. I don't know what the hell's going on next week. You'll find out next week. 
when when we next week and That's right. shout outs to Mo Graf to Mo Graf Mo Graf Mo Graf and uh, anything else has anything else happened anything interesting um I don't think so we are also going to review at some point a show called Clark Clark yeah um so we'll get into that so if you have time to watch that just pre I'm gonna I'm gonna try to give you like little nuggets of things that we're going to review so that it's not a spoiler and you can actually watch listen it. along yeah um so do you know, I can't say exactly when, but probably within the next week or two, we'll we'll talk about that. So that was also an interesting show. And uh, that's it. That's all we got for you. Mm-hmm. I hope it's enough. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Love that's, you. Kisses. That's, that's uh, Hugs you know, and all that stuff. Kisses, hugs. Give my love to the family. And, um, and we'll, we'll see you next we'll week. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye.